Welcome to the Special Needs Kids Are People Too podcast with Amy Bodkin, EDS. Amy is an autistic adult who also happens to be a school psychologist turned special needs consultant and public speaker. She's also a homeschooling mom to two autistic kiddos, a yoga instructor, a card-carrying Trekkie, and an all-around fun person. And last but not least, Amy is an advocate for seeing every child as a person, not a diagnosis. Because a special needs kid is just like any other child, just more so. Here's Amy Bodkin. Hi. I'm Amy Bodkin, and welcome to another episode of Special Needs Kids Are People Too. Today, you are getting two podcasts in one. I'll explain in a few minutes. But first of all, I wanted to tell you about an experience we had recently had. We went to Pensacon recently, which is a Comic-Con, and we enjoyed going with our entire family. We do this just about every single year. And it's something we enjoy a lot. And I know a lot of other families who have neurodiverse individuals really enjoy going to Comic-Con. Comic-Con, it's one of the most neurodiverse friendly events that I go to all year long. Um, People from all sorts of different walks of life with all sorts of different perspectives and experiences come together to nerd out about their favorite fandoms. Um, Obviously, Star Trek is one of mine, but um, there's a lot of others that we really enjoy. And when you go, everybody will be dressed up in some kind of a costume. There are some people who don't dress up. So, you know, you can go in your favorite superhero t-shirt and fit right in. Um, But a lot of people will dress up. And in Pensacon, especially, we don't have enough room um, because we don't have a huge convention center. So the entire downtown Pensacola area turns into Pensacon. So all of the local like bars and restaurants dress up for different fandoms. People are walking around all over downtown dressed up in all these different costumes. Um, And it can become such a fun um, community event that we really enjoy a lot. There are a lot of other larger cons um, that are housed in like one convention center that have been going on for a long time that are really cool. We've never taken our kids to some of those because they were younger and we were trying to make sure that we took them when they were ready to go Um, because they're larger and louder and more people and it can be a little bit of a challenge. So starting out with something small that wasn't too far from our house, that also um, was more spread out in downtown Pensacola, it allowed us to be able to um, take things in doses as they were ready. So it worked out really well. Um, and there's so many other fandoms, and I've met so many other autistic adults and other neurodiverse type people who go, and there will be all kinds of fun events. So. One of our favorite things to do is to go to the panels. So they will have different like celebrity guests as well as local guests who will come and do a panel on a different topic. Uh, Some of our favorites have been celebrity guest panels and they will talk about like making shows, what it's like to be a voice actor or, um, you know, what it was like working with Jim Henson, those kinds of things. And it is so fascinating to hear their stories. Uh, But it's also fascinating to watch 
some of the people there that get so excited to see them and also the questions that they ask. So a lot of times there will be time for a Q&A and someone will, you know, they'll get up in a line to ask their questions. And sometimes you can kind of tell um, from the way a question is posed. You're kind of like, oh, okay. I think there's some of our neurodiverse people and um, people are always so gracious, even when you don't follow the exact, you know, expectations of how the Q&A is supposed to work. Maybe you've missed some of the understood rules. Um, I asked a question one time and felt a little bit awkward at the time. And people are always just so gracious and friendly and nice. I've never seen anything um, at a con that was negative. I'm sure it happened, but I haven't seen it. Um, Generally speaking, I've been very impressed with the people. And it's an experience that I'd highly recommend taking your teen to, um, especially if they're interested. There's so many different fandoms to choose from. There's anime, uh, video games like Genshin Impact, um, Minecraft obviously is popular, Disney, Princesses. um, There's so many things that I don't even recognize. Superheroes, I recognize that one. Dragon Ball V. Um, we had um, some horror movies, Scream, this year. Uh, what else did we have? We had, um, it was, oh, it was Clerk, which is a very, it's like a cult classic, not very child friendly, um, but they were there this year. Um, and a lot of the kids' favorite TV shows, like um, Avatar The Last Airbender, that one was hugely popular. Star Wars usually makes an appearance as well. Um, but there's so many different things that kids love. And it's been so cool for them to get to go and meet other kids like them that love the same things that they love and to be surrounded by adults who also love the same things that they love and think that their costumes are great. That was the best thing about the first year we went. They wanted to dress up and they wanted to dress up as these video game characters that I thought nobody's going to know who these people are. And we go and everyone wants to take their picture. And they always ask because as they say at Comic-Con, um, Cosplay doesn't mean consent. So people will ask. They're not just going to photograph your child. (laughs) Um, But they were so excited to see their cosplays and to know, oh, I know this. You're Timmy from, you know, this video game. Um, Or uh, you're, are you from Benny and the Ink Machine? Or, you know, some of the more obscure type cosplays. and people really put in a whole lot of effort. Like people like their entire year will be spent preparing their cosplay. We've seen like full halo armor that people have made that looks legit. So it's a lot of fun and we really enjoy it. One of the things that I have been enjoying lately is when we go occasionally I will ask somebody at the con if they wouldn't mind being a guest at my podcast. I don't do this very often. Um, And there's a specific reason that I do it. 
the kids that I work with when I'm consulting with families and through my membership are kids that love a lot of these kinds of things. These, these are their heroes. Um, we've been talking about storytelling. And everybody who's been through anything that's difficult can understand wanting a hero. Um, recently, I've been teaching a class online called Jewish Cultural History. And we've been talking about how pretty much every modern day superhero was developed by Jewish writers and artists. And a lot of that is because there are not too many cultures who have had as much misfortune as the Jewish people. And so who would look for a hero more than the Jews? And this goes all the way back to uh, the Golem of Prague and fast forward to America and Superman fighting Nazis and Batman and Captain America and Marvel and Stanley and all of those great. Uh, sometimes we go through hard stuff and we want to believe that there are superheroes out there. And many of the kids that I work with have been through hard stuff, sometimes really hard stuff, sometimes great physical challenges, sometimes difficulty with making friends, um, sometimes difficulty with learning. And anytime we go through a difficulty, um, it can be really nice to believe in a world where superheroes do exist. And I think that that's why Comic-Cons and a lot of these fandoms and stories are so attractive to a lot of the kids that I work with. And because of that, I've tried to make a point of periodically inviting one of their heroes to be on my podcast. And whenever possible, I like to invite some of the kids to come on to be with me um, to ask their own questions and to get to meet their heroes. Um, because I think that's important. Meeting our heroes can sometimes be a little bit disappointing sometimes. That happens to me more so than my children. Uh, some of mine, I have gotten so used to seeing who they are on the screen that I have a hard time separating that out from the actor themselves. My children trouble with that as I do um, but for them it's so huge and they want to hear about well how did you become you know this character how did you end up becoming the actor or actress for my favorite show um, what steps did you take to get to that point and it's fascinating to hear them talk sometimes when we meet one of their heroes it's funny because the hero they have chosen reminds me a lot of my children. Are you a homeschool family looking for support as you work through all of the different needs that all of your children have? Or maybe you think you might want to be a homeschooler and you'd like to dig in a little bit further, get some support about how we could potentially make that work. You should sign up for my membership at amybodkin.com. We have 
a weekly book discussion, diving into all sorts of different topics from things like narration, sensory processing, behavioral issues. We also have a weekly office hour where you can show up and ask any questions that you want without it being recorded. And finally, on Wednesday mornings, I get together with all of the students and we either do yoga and a craft or watch a video and do a craft. And then we spend an hour playing on our private Minecraft server. A lot of times my membership has been described as getting a giant hug. And in a lot of ways it is. My personal favorite is Wednesday mornings playing with the kids. They are so much fun. And I have such the unique opportunity to get to play with them as a neurodiverse adult and kind of giving them a little bit of guidance as we are living life, you know, walking together. Check it out at amybodkin.com. But when I'm looking for these people that are the heroes of kids that I work with, I'm looking for somebody that is important to the kids I work with, first and foremost. I'm looking for somebody who is a person of good character, a good role model. And I'm looking for somebody who has hopefully also worked through and processed some things on their own as well. Um, And a lot of times I've been very fortunate to find some really fantastic guests. And I'm hoping to have a few more too. I met a few others that I'm hoping um, to be able to record in the near future. However, there was one that I was able to record a very short podcast with at Pensacon for five minutes. There's a lot of background noise. It was the very best that I could get, but it was with Adasa, who plays Dolores in Encanto. And I didn't go to Pensacon thinking, oh, we should try and get her on my podcast. <laughs> that wasn't what I was thinking at all. But when I met her, that was my deciding factor. My daughter was super excited to meet her and wanted to ask her about, you know, how do you become a voice actor and, you know, those kinds of things. And she gave the best advice I have ever heard anyone at any con give someone looking to get into voice acting. She said that you have to be yourself. And if who you are is what they're looking for, then the magic will happen. But ultimately, you have to be yourself because who you are is a wonderful gift. And I was like, oh, that is perfect. So we tried to arrange it and it was very difficult because she has an incredibly busy schedule. Um, And I got to hear her Q&A, which was absolutely phenomenal. she she has the ability to own a stage. Not really shocking since she had a career before she became Dolores from Encanto. Um, and she also has seven children. So she definitely knows how to own a stage, especially a stage that has a lot of children in the crowd. Uh, but what really caught my attention when she was talking at her Q&A was how she was talking about how she had gotten, I think it was COVID. and she had ended up having a lot of neurological problems where she ended up paralyzed. She wasn't able to talk. Um, 
And this was happening right after they had uh, recorded a audition for Encanto. And while she was still working on recovering, because this went on for quite some time, they got news back that she'd gotten the part. And she's like, stall. <laughs> um, and as you know, she obviously recovered enough to record, but just barely in time. And uh, her talking about her health problems, I found it to be very encouraging. And I find so many of the panels at Pentacon and just cons in general to be very encouraging. Many of those people will share from their own life experiences um, and have encouraging wisdom to pass on. I remember a guy who plays Goku in Dragon Ball Z, Sean something. He um, talked about how uh, children are people too, you know. <laughs> and my daughter turns around with these big eyes, as big as saucers, and goes, that's your podcast. <laughs> um, so I, a lot of these people have some very good like life experience and wisdom to share. Uh, I don't know if maybe it's just from being around a lot of different people or having unique life experiences, or maybe it's from participating in the process of storytelling, because that's how we share ideas through stories. But Adasha was talking about how she'd had all these health problems that it had made her realize, you know, what's truly important. Um, it had deepened her relationship with her husband in a way that in their previous years of marriage, it hadn't been like that because she'd never had to depend on him the way that she had at that point in time. And I thought that was a very powerful story. And she said that she was looking for what she could learn from it. Um, instead of trying to look for why is this happening to me or something to blame, what can I learn from this? What can I take away from this? And I find that a lot of times, a lot of the kids I work with, they are doing the same thing only in the way that children do. Um, it's a little bit different once we become adults, but as children, they're absorbing, they're absorbing lessons. And those lessons, whether they know it or not, they might not realize they're even doing it. Most of the time they don't, I don't think. But those lessons shape the adults that they grow into. And it shapes how they interact with other people. And it shapes what they give to the world. I thought that was extremely powerful. I was highly impressed with Adasa. Um, it was not something I went to Pensacon looking for. Um, but when I met her and when I heard her q and I was like, you guys need to meet Adasa. <laughs> um, unfortunately, she has an extremely busy schedule. So being able to get five minutes with her was quite the gift. Um, like I said, it has a lot of background noise, but hopefully you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, here is the podcast within a podcast. So this is now the podcast that I did with Adasa at Pentagon. Enjoy.
Special Needs Kids Are People Too, and we are coming to you with a very special episode from Pensacon, and I am very fortunate to be here with Adasa, who most of you will know as the voice of Dolores from Encanto. Yeah, the song that goes, hey, good little tree of bones that are in the stumbling, I can always see this one muttering and mumbling, I associate it with the sound of bones. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. Well, and I really enjoyed getting to hear your Q&A a few moments ago. Uh, one of the things that I tell people all the time is that nobody gets out of this life without having a special need of some kind, and that if we can acknowledge that we all have special needs at some point in our lives, that it allows us to have eye-to-eye -eye relationships with each other. So, and I thought your story was interesting. I don't know if you could share a tiny bit of that story with us. So during the process where I was being casted for the film, I did my first initial, you know, here it is, you know, and I sent it in, my audition. Then I got a call back, and I was so excited to be with the directors, you know, and, and they were so amazing. And then I didn't feel so well, so I went to the hospital, and little by little I progressively got sicker and sicker, and I had had COVID um, during that time, it was like a year ago, and, and then I couldn't speak, I started not being able to walk, got paralyzed from the neck down and that would go on and off. So sometimes I would just be walking and I would just fall to the ground and my husband would have to carry me. And sometimes the paralysis would last for hours. And in those moments, I understood that I needed to listen more because I needed to see I mean, that I didn't need to ask me what, why is this happening? But more like, what do I need to learn from this experience? So why is it happening? It's happening. It just is. It was that, and it had lasted for a long time. And during the time where I was regaining my ability to speak and walk, and uh, just have my body be what it used to be, as far as it could be, um, I got the call back, and uh, I got the role. And so a miracle happened while I was with three weeks. I was feeling better, but I will have to say that sometimes. The thing that we want isn't exactly what we get. What we get is to learn how to endure and how to lean on other people. And sometimes what we need to learn to do is understand that others need to serve us. And that we need to learn how to say thank you and please and I need help. And it's okay to do because there's so many people willing to help and willing to serve. And sometimes we push them away because we don't want to be a burden, because we don't want to seem weak. But in reality, it's a strength because we give them an opportunity to feel that we feel vulnerable enough and at the same time trust them enough to help us. And they get the opportunity to show us how much they love us. So regardless of what any of you may be going through, just know that who you are, your spirit is so important. You are here for a reason. It is to inspire those who help you, to inspire those who are your friends, and to inspire yourselves to keep going because your life is magical. It is magical. And I'm here to tell you that I have been with my husband for 25 years. And in that moment, I noticed that his love for me was different than the 24 years before that we were together because come rain or shine, he knew that it didn't matter in what condition he took me. He creates a very intimate relationship when we get to actually be real with each other and to lean on each other. 
Um, and there was another thing you told my daughter. She was asking yesterday about voice acting, and the advice you gave her was to be yourself. Yes. I thought that was great because, I mean, you're talking about listening, and uh, but also listening to your body when you're having challenges. listening to today's episode and gain some new insights into the wonderful variety of people in our world. You can find out more about Amy's advocacy work at amybodkin.com. And remember, special needs kids are people too. <laughs>